0: I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and brain health expert, and you're listening to The Bold Life Podcast, the podcast for working moms who are feeling stressed out and overwhelmed, trying to do it all. As a working mom with big career dreams, I know what it's like to not have enough time in the day and to lack the skills and confidence to reach your goals. I have spent years understanding how our brains work and learning what holds us back from having the courage to reach our dreams. Each week, I'll be sharing practical strategies to help you find more time in your day, build your confidence, fight back against mom guilt, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. Hello, and welcome to the Bold Life Podcast. One of the questions I get asked most is how to feel more confident at work, specifically how to feel confident when you're surrounded by colleagues who make you feel bad all day. So today we're diving into the topic of confidence in the workplace. I'll walk you through three potential solutions to deal with nasty comments from colleagues and to feel more confident having those tough conversations at work. Okay, let's dive in. We've all been there before, dealing with crappy colleagues at work. Sometimes it's just the wrong person for the job, which brings the productivity and morale of the whole team down. Sometimes there's extra stress going on outside of work, like a global pandemic that's putting everyone on edge, depleting our mental resources, which means we're less patient with each other, and more likely to snap and say things we wouldn't usually say. But sometimes we just don't get along with people. Our personalities or our styles clash, and that can make work really tense. The problem is we all react to stress a little bit differently. Sometimes we react by getting cranky, irritable, and lashing out and saying things that can be hurtful. And sometimes we get really defensive or we go into overdrive thinking about all the things we did wrong and judging ourselves. The outcome? Bad relationships at work. I get asked a lot about how to deal with crappy colleagues, people we don't get along with, those people who resort to saying hurtful things. We feel like they're constantly criticizing us or berating and judging us. We spend 40 plus hours a week on our jobs. It's almost 25% of our time. The only other place we spend more time is in bed. We want work to be a place where we feel confident, where we can enjoy our time, where we can feel like we're contributing to something that's greater than ourselves. And that's really hard to do when we're feeling constantly judged and we're worried what everyone else thinks. So what to do? What can we do to set ourselves up for success at work? even when we're dealing with not so nice colleagues all day. I'm gonna walk you through three potential solutions. Solution one, start from a full cup. Starting with your mind and body healthy is a great place to start when it comes to dealing with not so nice work colleagues. If you're in a work environment that's not so great, where you're feeling judged, where you're constantly worried what others think, where you're always doubting yourself, this takes up a lot of mental resources and it can really drain your body and mind. It's extra hard to find solutions in these situations when we're feeling overwhelmed, burnt out, and exhausted. Starting from a healthy place means you'll have more resources to deal with these obstacles and problems. We've all been there before, right? You have a bad night's sleep, you're extra irritable and cranky the next day. Or maybe you're feeling extra down or frustrated or stressed with yourself. And those comments from colleagues can hurt even more. When you're feeling on top of your game, when you're feeling healthy, rested, rejuvenated, refreshed, it's a lot easier to deal with those nasty comments or to deal with that criticism or to stop your brain from that constant worrying about what everyone else is thinking. So here are my tips for this solution from starting from a full cup. Make sure you're getting enough sleep, seven to nine hours a night. This one is really, really, really important. If you focus on nothing else, focus on improving your sleep. I feel like I should do some more episodes on sleep because I really think this is the factor that's impacting most of our daily lives. We're just not getting enough sleep and the quality of sleep we're getting isn't great. So we wake up already feeling depleted, already feeling stressed. Our brain starts going the moment we open our eyes and we're feeling overwhelmed. We kind of drag ourselves out of bed and we're starting from a bad place. Getting enough sleep, prioritizing your sleep can really fill that confidence cup and give you those mental resources that you need to deal with those situations that are more challenging, like junky colleagues. Fuel your body as well. Healthy foods, eating regularly, eating throughout the day, getting regular exercise and moving your bodies, all these things that fuel your body fill your confidence cup. It is easier for your brain to take confident action to get out of that spiral of doubt and worrying what everyone else is thinking, especially at work, when our bodies are starting from a healthy place. Been here before too, right? Remember the last time you had a cold or flu? You didn't really feel up to dealing with all that extra stuff at work, right? Colleagues are bickering in the corner and you just don't wanna be a part of it because your body is trying to manage fighting this cold or flu. When we're starting from an unhealthy body, It's really tough to build that confidence to take action and to get out of that spiral of doubt. So focus on healthy eating, foods that fuel you up, move your body, get that exercise, super important for confidence. You also wanna fuel your mind. This can include things like spending time on things you enjoy doing, things that challenge your brain, whether it's hobbies, reading, listening to podcasts that fill you up and boost your confidence. When you come into work in the morning, Feeling refreshed from a good night's sleep, your body is healthy, your mind is feeling rejuvenated and ready to go, it's so much easier to deal with those colleagues that you don't get along with, those people that maybe aren't a good fit for you. It's easier to be able to cope and manage that criticism when you're starting from a full cup. Fuel your soul. Spend time with people that fuel your batteries outside of work, the people who make you feel most like yourself. We don't always have a lot of control over who we work with, but we do have more control over who we spend our time with outside of work. Some of those people fuel your batteries. They fill you with energy. Being around them makes you feel more confident, less stressed, less worried, more in control. And there are also those people that drain our batteries, right? We're being around them. We feel exhausted after a conversation. We're stressed. We're tense. Spending more time with those people that fuel your batteries that fill you up with energy and confidence, helps to fill your confidence cup so you're starting from a better place when you go into that work environment. Remember, when we're starting with a full cup of confidence, with a healthy mind, healthy body, healthy soul, it's way easier to put up that shield against those battery drainers at work that we don't have a lot of control over. Solution two for dealing with these colleagues at work. Check your mindset. Recognize where your thoughts are going. How do you take their comments? Do you take them as criticism or as a personal attack? Let me explain a little bit more about this. One of my favorite books of all time is by author Carol Dweck. It's called Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. In this book, she talks about the difference between a growth versus a fixed mindset. And I know this idea of a growth mindset has become really popular, But the common use of these terms has changed a little bit from Dr. Dueck's original research. So what she did in this book, it's really interesting. I'd recommend everyone get it. She's a great writer and talks about the research behind growth and fixed mindset, but also gives some really great practical examples. It's a pretty easy read. Everyone go take a look. Anyways, in this book, she talks about the difference between individuals who have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset. And how she defines this difference is individuals who have a growth mindset take criticism and failure as a learning experience. They view these things as actions, things that happen. Not that I'm a failure, it's that I failed and messed up. How can I learn from that and move forward? Instead, people with a fixed mindset take criticism and mistakes as a personal quality. So much more likely to say things like, I'm a failure, rather than I failed in this example and here's how I'm gonna learn for it. And the difference is, is that when we're working from this fixed mindset, it makes it really hard for us to grow and change because we believe that either we can do something or we can't, either we're smart or we're not, either we are confident or we're not rather than that growth type mindset, review these things as learned experiences, which is absolutely true when it comes to your brain. Let me give an example of how this fixed and growth mindset can show up with something that happened to me recently. So recently I was launching one of my new online courses called the Confidence Academy. And as part of this course launch, I was doing workshops, free workshops online, where I teach folks a few tips in order to improve confidence and stop worrying what other people think. And then at the end, I would tell them a little bit about how they can get involved in my paid program. And then we would do some online Q&A and back and forth. So anyway, so I'm in these workshops, I was really excited to do them. I actually had done a similar version of this workshop a few months ago, and it went over really well. And I was super excited. So I get to my very first Workshop, I had over 500 people registered. I was so excited. People were excited about the topic. I had put a ton of time into developing this presentation. I got through the first half. We're talking about how overwhelm and stress are really hard on our brains and bodies and how to build that confidence and change those habits over time. First part went really well, really well received, great feedback and comments. And then when I switched to talking about my new program, the vibe in the workshop became really negative. So because we're in COVID times, this was an online workshop, so it wasn't that I could see how people were responding, but the comments started to reflect that people were not super happy with me, at least a few people. I was getting a lot of really negative comments about how can you be selling this? You tricked us into coming here, even though at the very beginning of the workshop, I said, I'm gonna talk about these strategies for a while, then I'm gonna tell you about my new program, then we're gonna have some q and A. I I thought I was really transparent with that, but some people were feeling misled and really angry at me, really mad, like I said, that I was selling this new program. They felt that I shouldn't be selling it, I should be giving all of this away. Really angry, really hurtful comment. So I get to the end of this webinar. Thankfully, I can't see all of these comments as I'm going because they're kind of on the side and it's tough for me to look at them and focus on my presentation. But when I get to the Q&A at the end, I can tell that there's a weird kind of vibe. So when we finished the workshop, I went back and read through all those comments. And my first reaction was to fixed mindset. I took this as a personal attack on me. Oh my gosh, I am such a failure No one likes me. I am a horrible person. I'm not good at my job. I am never going to be good at this. I should just go hide under my covers. Thankfully, I have a, a strategy and a plan for how to deal with these situations because they happen. Not everyone likes us. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But I went to my supports. I talked to some of my business friends and colleagues. I talked to my family and I refocused on a growth mindset. I took this experience and said, okay, I can either have this fixed mindset, I can take all of this criticism as something personal, I can let it fill me up with all of my doubts, my insecurities, my inner perfectionist, my inner people pleaser can run wild and fill me with overwhelm, or I can take this experience and grow from it. So I shifted my focus, I shifted my attention to what can I learn from this experience? Yeah, these comments were super hurtful. So what can I do about this next time? Can I take any feedback from these hurtful comments? Well, one thing I could take was that folks were not happy, at least some of them were not happy with my presentation. And there were things that I could do to make that different. So before my next presentation, I went back, I tweaked a few things, added some extra content. I changed how I made that transition from talking about the workshop to talking about my paid program so that it was even more obvious You know, now I'm going to move into talking about my program. Feel free to leave if you're happy with the resources you have so far sort of thing. And it went over way better. Second webinar, really great feedback. Third and fourth went really well as well. The problem went away. What's important here is that I had to actively shift my focus from that fixed mindset where I was beating myself up and taking these criticisms as a personal attack on me as a person to that growth mindset, where I can say, what can I learn from this situation? So in this situation, I was able to change what I did. I was able to show up differently in my presentations and then improved my speaking skills. But I also did a little bit of a shift. I'll talk about this in a, a second here, but I had to shift my mindset away from viewing this as a personal attack. When we see criticism as criticism of our actions, not who we are as a person, it's a lot easier to take action and to focus on change. When I felt that this was an attack on me as a person, when I felt really hurt, like a failure, like a fraud, it was really hard for me to take action. I had to shift my focus to that criticism being of what I did, of how I showed up. Then it was easy for me to change, easy for me to take that next step. When we see criticism as personal, we go into this spiral of doubt and we're likely to lash out and criticize others or get defensive and just shut down. And this can happen a lot at work, right? I get criticism from my colleagues. It comes across really harsh. I take it really personally. I shut down. I go into my shell. I hold back. I don't say what I think or I get angry and snappy at everyone else around me. Solution two, in order to deal with this criticism at work and these negative colleagues, is to shift your attention away from believing this is a personal attack, even if that's how they deliver it. Trust me, these comments that I got on my presentation were delivered and meant to be personal. It was talking about, you are a bad person, you scammed us, you shouldn't be selling these things, you were horrible, meant to be personal. But I can control how I take that criticism. I can control whether I shift this as an attack and criticism of, What I did, not who I am. And then in this situation for me, I was able to change something. And sometimes that is the case. Sometimes there is some benefit to that criticism, even if it comes across really harsh, even if our colleagues are judging us all the time, maybe there is something that you can take from that and grow from it. Being at least open to that possibility makes that criticism come across as less harsh. Sometimes there isn't anything you can do differently. Maybe you can't get any better at your job or take any feedback. Sometimes people just suck. Hard truth here, there are 7 billion people on the planet. Not everyone is going to like you. The trouble is we want to be liked. I know I've talked about this on the podcast before about how this desire to be liked and to fit in and to have everyone like us and appreciate us is biological. Our brain needs people to like us. That's part of the reason these comments from others, our colleagues, our friends, whoever hurt so bad. But you don't like everyone you meet, do you? I don't like everyone I meet. Not everyone's a good fit for my personality. So why do we expect everyone else to like us? And when we try to make everyone like us, we end up changing who we are. We act differently, we come across differently, trying to make everyone like who we are. We end up becoming this toned-down vanilla ice cream version of ourself, and this takes up a ton of energy to keep that up, to always be thinking about how other people might judge us, to be modifying our behavior so they like us, and doubting whether people actually like who we are. In psychology, there's a term for this. It's called dissonance. It's when we're acting in a way that's not consistent with who you are. It creates this icky feeling in our minds and our bodies, and our brain doesn't like that. Instead of trying to make everyone like us, the most helpful strategy is to embrace your uniqueness. Embrace that cotton candy rainbow sprinkle version of you. It takes way less mental effort and you're going to feel less guilty for being someone that you're not. I mentioned earlier with my example of my workshop criticism, part of what I was able to do was to shift my focus to that growth mindset and change what I was doing so that I could learn from that experience and learn from that critical feedback. I also had to make this mental shift that not everyone is going to like me. No matter what I do to make my presentation great, not everyone that shows up is going to like it. That is the, the nature of life. Not everyone likes my style. Not everyone likes the way I present things or my examples. Not everyone is going to be happy and I need to be okay with that. Otherwise, I'm going to keep trying to make myself into something that I'm not. Okay. Okay. Third solution for dealing with not-so-nice colleagues, critical colleagues, or bosses at work. Prepare for a tough conversation about your colleague's behavior. I'm going to walk you through three strategies you can use in these situations. Strategy one, get your colleague to focus on your actions, not personal attacks. This goes back to that growth versus fixed mindset idea. When our colleagues are making comments like, you're not good enough, You're a mess up, you're a screw up, that is not really helpful for our brains. Those are fixed mindset criticisms, and we can't take that and grow at all. What we need to be able to do is to help that feedback lead us to that growth mindset so we can focus on change and learning. Something like saying, I get that you're frustrated with me right now. Can we talk about things we could do to solve this problem? Here's why this strategy works first, you're recognizing their emotions. I get that you're frustrated with me right now. People have them. We all have emotions. Usually when people are attacking us or criticizing us, it comes from our own fears and insecurities. That person, that colleague is not feeling great about something. And so they're lashing out at you as a result. So recognize that emotion and acknowledge it. That can be a really helpful first step. I get that you're frustrated with me right now. Then we shift to being solution focused. No blaming or defensiveness in your response. Can we talk about things we can do to solve this problem? We want to keep the conversation focused on action. What can we do to solve the problem? Every time they say you're not doing a good job, push back. What does that mean? Ask those questions. What could I be doing differently? What could I do to support you better? And that will make it much easier take that negative feedback and to not have you yourself go into that defensive response of pushing back and not hearing what the other person has to say. The strategy one doesn't work. Here's strategy two for these situations where you're having those tough conversations. Bring out the big guns and focus on how their actions are impacting you with the phrase like, when you say this, I feel this. This phrase is really important. So I'm going to say it again. When you say or do this, I feel this. The first step in this strategy is to point out their behavior. Remember, we wanna focus on their actions, not on personal attacks. Instead of saying things like, you make me feel hurt because it's not the other person who makes us feel. It's not them making us feel this way. I feel that way because of their actions. And that's a really important distinction. If I say instead, you're upsetting me, you're hurting my feelings in response to my colleague's criticism, they're just going to get defensive because that is putting them in that fixed mindset we talked about, where it's a personal attack. Instead, we give them that space to find the growth mindset. When you say or do this, focusing on the actions. So it's not an attack back at them, we're looking at their behavior. Then the second step of that phrase is, I feel this. What that does is that brings the focus to you and takes any feeling of blame off that other person. Even if what they're saying isn't cool, they're less likely to react negatively and defensively. When someone makes a criticism of you that triggers that fixed mindset, they're making those awful comments or judgments, and you react defensively with similar comments back, you're just going to end up butting heads, right? Everyone's emotions are going to get up. Our backs are going to get up. We're going to be in this fixed mindset and really angry at each other. Instead, we want to focus on the actions and focus on how it makes you feel because that will lower those defenses and reduce that risk of a negative reaction. Plus, the other person might not even realize how their actions come across. Often we're too wrapped up in our own heads. Maybe your boss doesn't know that when he's giving you a list of things to fix, that makes you feel really criticized or judged, or maybe your colleague doesn't know that when they're criticizing your performance that makes you feel really hurt or insecure. Maybe they're just not aware. So often we think we can read minds and we can't. Opening up these conversations can be really helpful. Strategy three, evaluate can you do anything? Maybe this work environment just isn't the right place for you. Is there a practical solution? Can you switch to working at a new desk where you're not right next to that person or a new team or even get a new job? And I know. That's a scary thing to suggest, but that's a mindset shift as well. Your brain wants to stay safe. It tricks you into thinking that where you are right now is your safest bet, but sometimes that's not true. And even though it's scary to change, sometimes changing that environment is needed. If you can't get away from those battery drainers in your workplace, even something like closing the door so they can't make those negative comments all the time, maybe it's time to consider Do I need to switch things up even more? Do I need to take that bigger step of removing myself from this work environment? Remember, we spend about 25% of our lives at work. We want it to be a positive experience. If you've tried starting from a full cup in terms of confidence, you've tried shifting your own mindset to refocus on their criticism and comments as something that you can learn from versus something that you take personally. If you've tried having those tough conversations and nothing is working, It might be time for that third strategy of evaluating whether this work environment is really working for me. Don't forget to join the Bold Life Podcast community on Facebook. In this community, I share extra strategies and stories to help you overcome self-doubt, to stop overthinking everything, and to get out of that habit of worrying about what others think. So you can take action with confidence. Just search the Bold Life Podcast community on Facebook to join. I'm also there live every Tuesday to help you on your path to confident action and to answer all your questions. I'll put the link in the show notes as well. Okay, let's review everything we've learned today. We all have people in our lives that fill our batteries and others that drain our energy, motivation, and confidence. And it's tough when these battery drainers are at work because it's where we spend so much time. To deal with these battery drainers, start by filling your own cup first. Make sure your body, your mind, your soul are healthy, and that will boost your confidence. Then, do a mindset check. Are you taking these comments as criticism of you of a person coming from a fixed mindset, or are you taking them as criticism of your actions, which fosters a growth mindset? Then, plan for those hard conversations. Take action. Talk to your colleagues, or maybe find another solution. It's not heroic to stay in something that's not working, and it might be scary, But what you're doing right now isn't working for you. So it may be time to try something new, either in how you act or change your environment. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, and this is the Bullet Life Podcast.